Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Subject to Change is here. It's Wednesday. The NBA Finals could be wrapping up. A lot of stuff's going down in the NFL, and it's been a crazy week for me and your boy, Tom. Things are happening. COVID is still here for some damn reason, even though the president seems to think it's fake, uh, and he's doing great. But let's really, let's jump right into the NBA Finals before we get into all that. Man. This sucks. I like. I really thought the whole game the Heat were gonna win last night. Obviously, Lakers come out, they win it. It was tough the whole entire game. Like it was very close. Um, but the Heat, they just couldn't hit that one shot that put them over the edge. I really, I thought the whole entire game until the last like ninety seconds, until AD hit that shot. I thought the Heat are gonna are gonna win this game because they kept it close the whole way. I, I'm I'm in a different boat. I thought I thought when. To be honest, the fast break with LeBron and Tyler, as soon as it happened and it was one on one LeBron Tyler, I'm like, yo, I'm, this man tells me he doesn't lift weights and I think LeBron lifts weights. And I was like, this is not going to end well. And Bron just bullied my man. Oh, God. Uh, at that point, I assumed it was over. Like, I thought LeBron was just like locked in on a different level. You know, he thought he was still wearing his do-rag during the game. He was in that kind of mindset, and they were going to win by, like, 40. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. But he kept it close all the way. The person I think, I don't know what you think about this. We've talked about all these X factors on, you know, the Heat with Duncan and Tyler and Dragic. Um, But on the flip side, you talk about AD, you talk about LeBron. The guy who I think deserves a little bit of respect, who didn't get any last year, and was actually like a, like, I don't know. He was damn near a, a walking meme for the Lakers. It's Contagious Caldwell Pope. Like, I, honestly, like, as a basketball, like, fanatic watching that game last night, I'm like, this dude's impacting stuff both sides of the floor. He hits shots when he's open, and he lo- he does lock up. I mean, he sits down. So, I don't know. Caldwell Pope for me last night was a huge, huge plus for the Lakers. The Lakers fans can never complain about KCP again. They have, like, just told everyone that he sucks for the last, like, 18 months. They moved on, though. They moved on. These Lakers no. fans, you know who they moved on to. He was amazing last night. Like, he locked up, first of all, just like you said. And then he just, he obviously hits corner threes. Like, that's his thing, it seems like. But then last night, he, like, takes Duncan Robinson himself through. I know Duncan's not, like, the best defender in the world. But that was a tough layup he hit, like, clutch. Big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Like, Duncan's long, and, he, and he, he got back on it quick. KCP, like, I don't know. Whenever he shoots, I just assume like this isn't going to go well. Yeah, he unfortunately just has a stigma around him now because of Lakers fans and how psychotic they are. Being, you know, almost like I don't even know Raiders fans. I guess they're out west and like they're they're nuts about everything. So they they've just created this whole aura around KCP. Like he just sucks. I'm like, dude, this guy's but he's a, he's starting in the NBA Finals. He's not that. There's no way he can be this bad. Right, and now they've shifted focus on the Kyle Kuzma. They just hate this guy, <laughs> as if they didn't love him last year. It's insane. What happened to him? Like you saw it yesterday, he just he hit, he hit a couple shots yesterday. I thought he played better than he's been playing. Yeah, no. He just threw the ball to the other team, and LeBron was like, "What? What, what am I supposed to do? You just gave the ball to the other team." He played well last night, but I definitely think there's a significant amount of focus that needs to be directed towards the whole because he was doing this whole Kardashian Jenner thing before Winnie Arlo 
And I'm all about let's really trace this back to where we started not playing well. Okay. Kardashian curse. It's a Kardashian curse. Was it Kylie? No, he did it. He did Kendall, I think. Honestly, he just had a lot happen, right? He dated Kendall. Now she's dating Devin Booker. He dated. Um, Is she dating Devin Booker? They're like hanging out ever since the bubble. Um, then he dated Tyler's current girlfriend. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of there's just a lot going on in his brain. I get it. It's tough. Yeah, it must be really difficult to have to deal with all that. Winnie Harlow or Kendall Jenner or you know, <laughs> just it must be. I I feel bad for him. No, I don't. He's about to get a ring. He's got all that going for him. Seems to be happy, which is which is good. And hopefully, Lakers fans will move on to somebody else here at some point and not just destroy their own players like they've been doing. I don't know. The, the thing with the Lakers is, other than Kuzma, honestly, like it feels like they're all just like grown men. Like the Heat are awesome, and I love them. But when it comes to like, Hero and Duncan, and even when Dragic is playing, and then Jay Crowder's like. A man, a man, like a huge dude, but Kendrick Nunn, like it just looks like there's a different level of like manliness. <laughs> like, well, I don't know about manliness, but because I don't know about manliness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, doing that. strength. Udonis Haslam's gonna show up to the podcast and just beat the shit out of you if you I think he should be manliness. playing. I want him in the game. I think, I think Spolster knows exactly where his role is right now in his career, and he's he's fulfilling it. Where are you showing that? Are you sure that Olenek was like a good player? Who? Kelly Olenek. Kelly who? Olenek? What's his name? I don't know. It's Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek. Come on. Whatever. I'm watching too much flight. I don't um, know what you. How do you? Is that what he does? Uh, he feel like the wrong nickname. No, Kelly Olenek's great for the Heat right now, and a big reason they won Game Three. Is because he stretches the floor. Not that Bam can't, but Bam is extremely dominant at one area of the game, and that's low post, low to mid post. Olenek steps out and shoots threes, and that's really, I mean, in the, in the game of basketball today, we all know the, the three-point shots completely changed the game, and the only way you beat a completely dominant team like the Lakers right now, who are just, like, really overpowered, I think, when you go down their, their roster. They're huge. The only way you beat them is you shoot a shit ton of threes. You go complete warrior style system, and you just hope that you catch fire that night. And they have a lot of shooters. Olenek out there with Tyler, with Duncan, somebody's getting an open shot each each possession, and then it gets dangerous. I mean, because with that three point shot, you take off really fast, really fast. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like every league has like that one dude who looks like he's not good, and then he's just like a He's that guy, and every time he shoots, I I find myself cheering for him. Uh, you mentioned KCP as the X factor. I, I agree on the Lakers. That's that's who it was yesterday. But for me, who it was yesterday and on the Heat side was Dragic not playing because like people are. I know that Tyler and Duncan have both like had been up and down. They've had like good games. They're they're scoring more, but like when I look at the Heat right now, they're they never get an easy basket. It feels like like yeah. every basket is hard and. People were giving Tyler a really hard time in our comments yesterday like on overtime, saying that like he's not shooting well. He went like six or eighteen in the in game three, and then last night he, he didn't shoot great either until the fourth quarter. But he's like, he went from being a guy who was getting Dragic getting open shots and Dragic always penetrating, trying to get to the basket, having people all around him, to now like Tyler's the guy initiating the offense a lot of the times when Jimmy like 
is kind of like in his passive mode. So I think it's affected them the most not having Dragic and having someone that can get to the basket all the time. Yeah, it's the, you know, I want to speak for point guards everywhere that, you know, it's a underappreciated role at times right now, especially in the league. I mean, there's, it's what Dragic does for the Heat is not only can he, you know, you know, he penetrates, he brings the defense in, and then Tyler gets open shots and Duncan gets open shots, and the pressure is completely taken off him because now Dragic as a veteran point guard can make the game so much easier for them. But it does look like more of a struggle out there for the Heat. Like, it looks like they are really, you know, grinding and fighting for every basket, which against the Lakers, I mean, you have to be on the, you know, initiative and the aggressive side the whole game. Otherwise, you know, their size and strength just kind of takes over. But without um, without Dragic out there, I don't know. I, I don't know if the Heat get another one. I know they I know they got one without him, but they're going to have to do – they're going to have to – Jimmy's going to have to step up and be a complete offensive threat. And I, I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Um, I think it has something to do with the fact that people have constantly said Jimmy Butler is this and that. He's not a good team player. He's not somebody you want on your side. So I think he's almost battling that whole, you know, conversation and stigma out there instead of just being an aggressive scorer. He's got to go get 40 for them to have a chance. And it takes the pressure off Ty and Duncan and all their young guys to just play loose and re- relax because Jimmy's going to go get 40. Yeah, I'm the biggest – I mean, we're the biggest this, – this is the Tyre Hero podcast of fandom, but, like, to have to rely on him, like, in the last eight minutes of every game to try to get his own bucket, like, he's really, really good. But that's super hard when the whole defense is loading up against him. I think Jimmy's also struggling. LeBron kind of been guarding him a lot, guarding him a lot more yesterday. That's obviously not, like, an easy task. And then Jimmy's guarding LeBron on the other end. So it's like I, he's doing a lot. He obviously had the 40-point triple-double in game three. Last night he played well. Um, is he a top-five player in the NBA right now, or is everyone just freaking out? Okay, so look, Jimmy Butler deserves a lot of respect. The top five player in this league, come on now, let's let's be let's be honest. If you put Jimmy Butler in your top five, that means somebody's getting bounced. Whether it's LeBron, KD, Steph, Dame, I mean, go go down the list. Why Giannis? Giannis? Giannis. I mean, yeah, I forgot about the MVP, but like, I don't know if you can put Jimmy Butler in a top five right now. Is it a conversation that he's in? For sure. He's a top, you know, he's an argument for top 10, top five for sure. But I don't, I don't know if based off this season alone. Now, if we're talking about a Heat team that goes to the finals two, three, you know, four times in the next five years, six years, then you got a big time argument because before Jimmy and before Tyler and the whole, you know, everything that just happened this year for the Heat, we weren't talking about them even being a contender out east. Yeah. The only argument I have for him being top five is I think about, like, okay, if you took him off the Heat and you put someone else on them, are they better, right? So you took him off the Heat, you put Kawhi on that team, are they better? Same with KD and, and et cetera. And I do think that, like, it's a weird scenario where he's better for the Heat than a lot of those other guys. Like, I, I personally don't think that the Heat are in the finals with Kawhi as their number one guy. I think Jimmy's, like, mentality and his leadership and the way he plays is, like, perfect for that team. I don't think he's, like, a top-five talent, but I think in the right situation, he's, like, in the discussion, at least, which is crazy to think when he, like, you know, no one would have said that 
few months ago. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Heat are even back in the finals next year. It'll be interesting just because. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, they were a five seed. Like, they were really good, but, like, are this they year, even? Yeah, yeah, this year's been completely just off the wall with everything. So, everybody had a shoot. And this whole bubble thing, I don't know how it's going to be, you know, done next year. But the bubble has a way of increasing everybody's play. There's no fans in there. It's pretty much a glorified, you know, pickup game. You're playing as loose and relaxed as possible. There's not crazy Utah fans, you know, throwing like the Mormon Bible like at your head when you're running out of the tunnel. Nothing's crazy about anything. Everybody's relaxed and playing, you know, just real nice and loose. So do the Heat make the finals next year is my question. I don't know because you got to talk about Brooklyn and the East. You have to. Yeah, the Brooklyn thing. We even have this on here. I don't know. I'm I am nervous about the Brooklyn thing. Let's 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 get into this Brooklyn thing because I think it's 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 needed to be talked about. And it happened kind of in our low period. I what last this weekend or something or late last week. Kyrie yeah. said wild stuff. Wild. So Kyrie came out. Kyrie's on KD's podcast, and KD just hold on. KD's got a podcast. Yeah, he's competing with us. Good luck, KD. Good luck. You're yeah, I heard no one watches it. <laughs> Episode no, one had like no. nine viral moments. But anyways, on the podcast, Kyrie said basically like, you know, we don't really need a coach. Like some days I could be the coach. Some days KD could be the coach. Some days, you know, coach like Steve Nash is the coach. Like he, oh yeah. Sometimes the the two time MVP that we just hired could be the coach. I don't know. And what? You know, I, we both have talked about this one. We, we love Kyrie. Like, we think he's, like, top three, probably point. I mean, I think he's, like, a top three point guard in the NBA mind stuff and Dan probably. Um, like, some of the things he says, like, I, I just, I don't think that he means it the way it comes out. You know, like, some people talk and, like, it just, it doesn't come out the right way. I think that's what happens with him. Like, I don't, I think he respects Steve Nash. How could he not? I just think that, like, sometimes he says things and stuff. Yeah. So, he, Kyrie, is a PR nightmare, I believe. Um, I think he's a great basketball player. I think he's extremely interesting. I would love to sit down and just talk with him. I'd love to be around him. But in terms of, yeah, I don't know if it's like I, – I truly don't think he cares when it comes to, like, what people think of him, which I love. I mean, all the power to him. But saying we don't need a coach – which, hold on, actually, you know, you make the argument in the NBA, how much of coaching is really coaching? You know what I mean? And I don't know this. Is it more just personality control and management? Is That's that what they really say it is on the really NBA is? On the really good teams, it sounds like it's mostly talent management. Like, I think that's what Steve Kerr's name. But then you look at Spolstra on the Heat, and it's like, are the Heat that much talented than, so, that much more talented than a lot of the other teams in the NBA? Like, I feel like he's actually doing something where he's, putting them in zones, talking them through things, getting them to buy in. I, I think a lot of it is it's more about what players you can get, right? Like you get players with the right mindset. But I don't know. I, I we you played higher level basketball than me, but like I played enough basketball where like coaching has to matter in some way, even if it's just getting everyone to play correctly together. Yeah, to some extent for sure. No, like these NBA head coaches, I would love I don't know what kind of connections we have, but to sit down with a uh NBA coach and talk to them about what daily life looks like as an NBA coach would be pretty interesting. But saying you don't need one, come on, Kyrie, come on, come on. Kyrie, Kyrie also said that um, this is the first time he's ever had someone he could pass the ball to at the end of games. 
and and I, I don't really care that he said that, but I felt like there was a shot at LeBron, and like I'm struggling. A shot at LeBron. You don't think it was a shot at LeBron? No, it was a hundred percent a shot. Oh at yeah, totally. I, I'm really struggling with LeBron right now. Like I really want to love him and to be like he's the goat. Like he's from my era. Like when I grew up, like I got to watch the goat. Like he's the king. He's gonna win a championship this year. I don't think he's going to, but we'll we'll get into our predictions. But um, dude, I just shout out to Kyrie for just throwing ultimate shade at him. But I'm watching these games, and like the walkout in Game Three. I know it's not a big deal. Like I'm not one of those people that's like Skip Bayless. Like what an idiot. Like how could he do that? What a bad person. Like it's kind of weird, and then like last night and a couple of and then some of the other games, the ref stuff. Like it really, I don't know why it bothers me when he does it so much. Like it, I'm just like you're the best player here by far. Like do you really care that Jimmy Butler like maybe elbowed you when he was shooting a layup like everyone else shoots a layup? Like right. I so LeBron doesn't give you a, he doesn't he's not giving you a lot of reasons to like him right now, Tom. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and I want to like I want him to be my favorite player. I agree with you. I, I really, I really do. I'm looking for ways to be like, I mean, he is the most dominant player. Like he's the most dominant and possibly the most complete basketball player. Like if you were just drawing one up, like one that couldn't be stopped, like he could get to the rack every time if he wanted to, which is a super fun to watch. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'd rather watch Steph uh, in, in my opinion, but yeah, the whole walkout game three, interesting yeah you can make the competitor argument always pissed off because they lost whatever but certain things you know you, you go back to like the bulls and the pistons the pistons walk off don't shake hands just certain little things like that is just like i don't know historically some of our goats may be you know arrogant in some ways and rightfully so and you kind of need a little of that but he's definitely not giving people a whole lot of reasons to like it i will give you that yeah, the the one thing that I save is just like how good of a teammate it seems like he is. Like AD hits that clutch shot last night, and like LeBron is the happy is happier than AD. He's the happiest person there. Like he, I really do feel like he's unselfish, and well, obviously the way he passes the ball, and I love that. Of course, he's happy that AD hits that shot because AD just got him another ring, just secured another ring, just like Kyrie secured a ring in Cleveland for. Him. Are we without, getting into who who without Kyrie without AD does he have? Those, these two rings, is he down to just his two from Miami? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Before we get into who's winning this ring, because I, I have a lot to say about that. We didn't talk about your boy, man. The snarl, the meme, the meme mug. What What are we doing? <laughs> like, I made, I made him overtime's profile picture. Now I'm getting destroyed for it. Are you really? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, he didn't have the best game ever last night. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't have like his forty-point game that he had, you know, last series. But which is fine. <laughs> the snarl I, th- I thought was hilarious. I was up. I was standing in my r- living room, just just pumping my fist. I was screaming. I loved it. I love. I mean, that's what I needed to see from, especially going down 2-0, Everybody saying, you know, including us on the show at times, like. I just don't see the Heat having enough to take even a game. And then they go in and they take a game and Tyler seals it with that and one. And then, yeah, I mean, the snarl, I just think it's funny. I always go back to his facial hair. He's got like just a little chin and then he's got a little thin mustache. 
you know, lined up and then the snarl kind of they zoomed in and highlighted it. I always think that's it was funny for sure, but I mean, people who are getting all bent out of shape about it and being like, because I saw a Kobe comparison just to pick I it. Saw that too. Gotta love when just random people are just just bent out of shape. I don't know where they are in the world and you know, like mom's basement and they see this picture of Tyler Hero doing a snarl and Kobe Bryant doing a snarl and then they just no caption, but they just immediately are like, "You better never compare Tyler Hero to Kobe Bryant ever." Kids twenty, blah blah blah, and they just attack this person who posted it, who's just like, "These are two similar pictures." Like I, I don't know what to tell you. Like it's just funny. I thought I'm sorry. You got to be real careful, I guess. I guess. See, 2020 is really hard. I get it. There's like a lot of tough things going on. But the amount of anger in some people just for no reason, I know exactly what you mean. Like, no one was saying that Tyler was Kobe Bryant. Ever. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and absolutely. people are just so quick to get mad. Um, I see it a lot because we post so much and have so many people like comment things. It's just like, you you woke up today and you were like, how can I be really, really upset? And, uh, you know, hopefully this podcast can make people happier. Yes, I think this is a, a good dose of serotonin for everybody, and I think everybody needs it. So start listening to the podcast if you're not already. But All right, who's who's winning game five? Who's the MVP? Who's winning game five? And game five in the series, and then who's winning MVP? I think I think Lakers win game five. I think they they close it out, and MVP. I think Anthony Davis probably takes MVP, especially if he outscores Bronny. Um, you know, that's just kind of – he's done a lot this series. He's hit a lot of big shots down the stretch for the Lakers. Um, I, yeah, I, I think AD probably takes finals MVP. Can you give it to LeBron? Sure. I mean, yeah. every finals he's been, even the ones he lost, you could probably still give it to him. I saw somewhere some writer tweeted out, like, because people want LeBron to win it because, like, it helps their GOAT debate and, like, makes the NBA probably a little bit better. Um, someone put out, like, Anthony Davis has to score 97 points a game in order to actually win MVP. I don't know if that's true. I'm curious if AD, like, crushes it in, like, the closeout game and then LeBron still wins it, like, the controversy there. Um, but you're wrong. You're, you're dead, dead wrong. Dead wrong. So the Heat are winning game five. Okay, so LeBron... I really the closeout games like when you have a chance to end a series, the best player in the series I feel like always comes out and like does it right. Like LeBron's done it in the past. MJ never even got to a game seven in the NBA Finals, I think. Um, so I think that LeBron is gonna come out crazy in Game Five and for the rest of the series. But I picked the Heat in seven at six or seven a long time ago, and I'm sticking to my guns. Jimmy Butler is going to lock down LeBron throughout the rest of the way. I don't think. I just, this Heat team special. They showed me enough yesterday. If Dragic comes back, which he tried to warm up yesterday, and it was really sad. He was, like, crying on the bench kind of because he couldn't play, and I know that he probably want to play so bad. But they have, they have an extra day off this week. They're not going to play until Friday. Um, I think they win game five, and, like, I think it's going to be a close one. And then game six and seven, it's just gonna, they're going to pull through. I think if they can – they just need to keep that momentum building, right? They they did great in game three. I thought they played really well last night. And I think they're starting to wear down the Lakers. Lakers are the old team. Heat are young. Let's wear them down. Let's win this series in seven. Go Heat. Jimmy Butler, finals MVP. Jimmy Butler, finals MVP. 
right. I, I, I'm proud of you for sticking with, you know, the underdog and, you know, you want that story, but sometimes there's just not enough in the tank. I think next year, uh, you know, if they make some moves and stuff like that, they have a shot. But so I think the Lakers take this in game five. They finish it out. Uh, confetti falls. Nobody's really there to see it fall. And everybody's like, okay, we're done with basketball in October. This has been weird. Uh, but okay, LeBron gets another ring and now the GOAT debate is heightened and LeBron gets to leave and go home because he's tired of being in Florida probably and in a bubble and seeing like Mickey Mouse walk around. And he's just kind of probably in a weird mental state and everybody just needs to get the hell out of Orlando. Adam Silver did a great job with his bubble, but man, almost overstated his welcome. We're, we're deep into the fall we're in october it's football time let's wrap this thing up and uh you know tyler can get out of the bubble as well and i don't know do old spice commercials for the summer until he's got to get back to work and make a stupid amount of money so i think they all need to just get the hell out of there lakers take their five but i'm glad you're sticking with the underdogs let's move let's move into we're in the fall everybody's excited you know Pumpkin spice lattes are back. Football is is full swing. You don't know jack about football. I know. Yes, I, I know a lot more than you. No, you don't. No, you don't. Listen. I okay. coached football. I coached high school football. Did you really? You were gonna go that route for your profession, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this overtime thing. No, I was well. I wanted to coach basketball in college, and I was like, it'd be good for my resume to get just as much coaching anywhere as possible. So I did football also. Yeah, that makes sense. You're going to sit down and be like, yeah, I want to coach this college basketball team. They're like, okay, how much basketball coach you? Yes, take somewhere, Jordan. No, I don't have – I didn't coach basketball per se. Uh, no, I coached high school basketball and AAU basketball football. also. I do have that for my resume. I coached JV football. I got kicked off as head coach there. Uh, they demoted me to no, a manager for the freshman team. But I'm super excited about starting here as your head coach at this university. For basketball. What? What? Okay. First of all, I was 12 and 1 as the head coach of the JV football team. We scored like 50. Football team coach. Okay. I just, I figured. But okay. I, I coached JV and then I was the receivers coach on varsity. The football coach is an absolute legend. He's like one of the best coaches in New York. So I wanted to learn just like his, how he like forms a team, his leadership skills, how he stays organized. It was actually a very responsible thing. While I was in college, working three jobs, you're in college, just chilling, studying, partying, and kind of playing basketball at the same time. And running the biggest podcast on your <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. But what I'm saying is I definitely know more than football about you. I've also won my fantasy football league several times. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I scored 140 uh, in my fantasy this week. Thought I had it in the bag. Uh, Dude, my boy I was playing against scored 165. Um, as you can imagine, I was upset. I was actually mid-workout when I went to check and just refresh and just kind of just – I was expecting to smile and be like, yeah, you know, three and one next week. I'll be great. Threw my phone across the gym, ended up losing. It's a whole whole thing I need to see a therapist about, but not not great. But in the NFL, everybody has COVID. Cam Newton has COVID. Just it's just running through the NFL right now. Damn. It's not everyone. It just happens to be the important humans. There's some people on the Titans that have it, and then there's Cam Newton has it. 
How did Cam do that? I saw a take the other day that like it was like his scarf dealer, like since he did, like his scarf dealer has COVID, and that's who gave it to him, like passing through his scarves. I, I don't know, but the, the the problem with COVID in the NFL is like you miss like three games, like your season could be shot, right? Like you have to quarantine for two weeks, and then you have to get get cleared. Like yeah, that's the game, thing that right? people don't really understand is like everybody's hearing this fourteen day thing, and that's that's great for like. If you're working at an accounting firm, yeah, you have to stay home for 14 days and then you go back to work. For athletes, at least for what we're doing here, and I have to imagine at the professional level, it's even more extensive. But at least for us, it's 14 days quarantine if you test positive. After those 14 days, you have, um, you have to do an echogram because there's myocardiosis is this thing that I sound like Joe Rogan. Like I'm starting to throw medical terms out here. So just bear with me. Myocardiosis is, I believe I'm correct in saying that, is like a tissue deterioration around the heart after you get COVID, which they did a study in like Germany, right? And they did it and they might have been 45 to 50. And when they told Hugs, like that's where they did the study and that's how old the people were, he was pissed because he's like, I mean, these people are old. My guys are 18 to 20. They're not, shouldn't have to worry about that. But anyways, so 14 days another week on top of that because you have to go through, uh, you know, an echo, you know, cardiogram. They have to do MRIs. They have to go through and check to make sure that your heart is doing good uh, based on, like, it's hereditary, whether or not you can kind of, like, get that after COVID. So it's really, like, 21 to 28 days that you're actually out. Now, I don't know if it's the same in the NFL or if they can – expedite processes and do yeah i don't know the president only needed two days so i feel like cam newton might be back every any day now dude, dude so let's talk about the video i we're this is not a political podcast we don't care where you sit whether we don't care in between. i really don't give a shit i'm tired of seeing just everything right now we just like the memes Let, let's just let's get past this everybody start focusing on sports again and be happy and more serotonin right look the video of trump though hilarious the, the video he made after when he like in the White House, somebody, my, my boy, Rick Carter, uh, who was a coach at DePaul for some years and coached around the NCAA, he tweeted um, a quote tweet. And I don't know if you've ever seen or heard the movie Dave. No. Okay, I haven't either. So we're both too young. But my dad, who's older, he's old. He told me that it was like, I don't know, somebody's impersonating the president, it's funny, whatever. This video doesn't, like, it looks like Trump, but doesn't really look like Trump. I don't know if you watched it. It does look like it could be CGI. And if we want to get into conspiracies, maybe Trump's gone and, like, somebody else is running the country. Whoa. Right now. Yeah, big time, big time news. So it was weird, and I was like, yo. But the video, <laughs> I feel like they, like, talk about a PR nightmare. And in, in, in having to deal with Trump and his press secretary, who deserves like a medal of honor after his presidency, I feel like he just does it. He, he'll shoot the video. They'll give him cards to read, and he will just say nothing that's on the cards. At one point in the video, he said, "And you know, I feel great. And uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm immune now. I don't know. That's what he said. Like said it just like that. They had to have at one point been like." president we should we should do this part over again and yeah like, nah i'm good let's just post that. it is I, I need to know who runs his social media because they are like does. yeah it feels like he does um it uh that's on 
outside doing workout here. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, I, I don't know. I just like some of the things he says, some of the things people do is. Do you see, hear that? Yeah, we I, hear. It's nothing I can do there. Okay, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. We'll get a studio eventually, Tom. Once we can. That's Trump outside. He doesn't want me to say what I'm going to say. I'm telling you, the CIA is outside of my house right now. They're they watching, watching for me. They were watching through your camera this whole time. It's bad. Um, it's not that bad. Just keep rolling. Uh, COVID though, apparently he can beat it. The big thing now is Cam Newton's teammate, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback. He played this Monday night, even though Cam didn't. Uh, he just tested positive. There's a picture. So he tested positive today. Today's Wednesday. On Monday, there's a picture of him dapping up Patrick Mahomes right after the game. So now the whole thing is like, is Pat Mahomes going to come down with COVID any second now? I think Pat Mahomes is, can't, isn't going to get it. He's, he's just, he's too good of a football player. They're not good. <laughs> COVID's gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna let you slide on this one. Like, I'm on your right hand, but I'm gonna, let, I'm just gonna jump and get out of here. Let's pray and hope that Patrick Mahomes doesn't get it, because if he does, I say we just cancel the season as is. The dude outside of Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. I mean, man, would suck to not have him playing. Yeah, there's no point if that happens. I, I just, they're gonna win this Super Bowl anyway, so probably doesn't matter. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk AU because we don't know shit about NFL or football. <laughs> All right. So yesterday was National Coaches Day, uh, and we started looking through different footage, all these different things, and I started realizing just how insane AAU basketball is. Between from Lavar when he was coaching, Lamelo just like doing push-ups and sit-ups on the sideline and pulling his team off the court and forfeiting, to me thinking about some of the different things that happened in my life playing AAU. Be coaching AAU and snapping a clipboard into a thousand pieces and scaring little children all over the place. And AAU went really long this year because in the spring it didn't really happen, so they pushed it out and it kind of just wrapped up. So is AAU is it crazy? Like, are people taking it too far? Do people take it too far? AAU is like yeah, AAU basketball is the equivalent of like Dance Moms. Like, if you watch that and just how insane they are. The things that I've seen in AAU, it's like uh, like the video of Mike Rice at Rutgers that everybody got bent out of shape about, like him throwing basketballs and kicking basketballs and like I think maybe, you know, choke slamming a kid. I don't know what happened. But that's like pretty much AAU on a consistent basis. I The funny thing about Mike Rice is I've played in an AAU game after that incident at Rutgers, he got whatever released, and then he coached an AAU team out of New Jersey. Okay, he coached Scotty Lewis's team. I'm I'm pretty sure that's who we were playing. I think it was Team Rio. And when I tell you, I thought he was about to throw a basketball at my head or at anybody's head, like during the game. I'm not joking. He was that heated. Like he loves basketball, and maybe like to a point where it's unhealthy. And I've seen some crazy stuff. AU is the most absurd, just arena like realm in the entire world. It's insane. The amount of fights, the the things parents do and say, it's insane. And one story I do have is I was in the crazy thing is how old we were. So I was in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade. 
we were playing uh, at a tournament in Indianapolis, and a parent, you could hear them because these AU gyms, there's only about 50 people in the stands. It's like kind of like COVID, just parents and immediate family, and then the two teams. And it's pretty quiet in the gym. We're getting ready to play next, and the game before us, we're kind of seeing this buildup of a, of a, a parent, um, a dad, sitting about 20 rows up. He's screaming at this coach to put his kid in. Doesn't put his kid in. Okay. Puts his kid in for about 30 seconds and yanks him after he does something. So now the dad has moved from row 20 to about row 10. Okay. And then he's sitting at row 10. He's still screaming. He's still screaming. So then doesn't put his kid in the rest of the game. There's about 30 seconds left to a minute. And now the dude's at row five. So he's kind of now getting closer to his coach. You know, who's coaching his son, his team. And the coach turns around and says something to the effect like, you know, shut up, blah, 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 whatever it happens to be. Like, just tries to shut this dad up. And they're losing. They're definitely going to lose this game. He turns back around with 30 seconds left to try to coach the rest of the game. And the dad stands up and goes from five to right behind him, throws a right hook, just right hook, just sucker punches this coach straight across the face. So now a full-out brawl is happening. All these sixth-grade kids are fighting like either their own teammates, the opposing <laughs> teammates. There's like six of them that are fighting the refs. They don't know why, but there's just little kids. Dude, the ref the always gets it, no matter what. Oh, I've seen refs, you know, just not like actually beat the shit out of, and it's like scary and not safe and bad and shouldn't be in AU basketball. But anyways... Then this dad leaves. This dad leaves. He gets escorted out. Police show up. The police leave. And before he left the gym, he got in a little argument with the opposing coach. So after he beat up his own coach, he wanted to say something to the opposing coach. The opposing coach bickered, whatever. And the dude said, I'll be back for you. Points at the opposing coach. So we're all just like, all right, whatever. So our team, my team, starts warming up. They get it all under control. The police must have left, and this dude sneaks through the back door, and the opposing coach is still in the gym, and beeline sprints right at this opposing coach, and they throw hands for another, like, 20 minutes. Our game's postponed. Uh, we get pushed back. The cops show back up. This dude gets arrested. Craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was in, like, sixth grade. No, it's just AU back. That's the craziest part. Is like it's never even like about something big, right? Like if it's like you're fighting for a scholarship or there's money online, like this is literally just like youth basketball and they're attacking each other. Um, my story was like, first of all, I used to run AU tournaments throughout college, so like, and, and it wasn't. That's the thing; it's usually not the elite games where it happens. It's like the mid, it, it mid ones. Mid. Yep. And I was running tournaments for like the D3, D2 type kid, maybe probably not even playing in college, and it was getting bad. But for me, like, I played on a team, and we were, we were good, but like, we were playing against the Gauchos. Everyone knows the Gauchos. They're like one of the biggest AU programs out there. Uh, and I was probably same thing, like sixth, seventh grade. And we were good, and we, we beat them. Like, we, we just, we, we beat them by one. I, 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 I think we had a buzzer beer. This kid, Jason Brown, had a buzzer beer, if I'm not mistaken. And we had a buzzer beater, we win, we're celebrating, but we weren't like the type of team that was like talking trash. Like we were honestly all kind of like me and like 
we were just happy to kind of felt bad that you just beat the gauchos. You're like, we weren't supposed to win that game. Oh, dude, like we were definitely like boxing one the whole game, triangle and two, mm-hmm. like playing just that's all you guys did was just shoot threes. You shot like sixty-five percent from three. Junk defenses. Like we just had good coach. Anyways, and the game ends and it's kind of scary where we're at and <laughs> it was our moms. It was our moms. Four moms on our team walked to the bathroom after the game and four other moms followed them to the bathroom. They're like ready to throw hands. And dude, it was just like it was kinda like Did all the moms end like, up okay? Did we talk this did it get talked through? Like all the, I don't remember what happened after that. Like, kind of, I think all the kids got taken out. They're just like, get out of here. Like, parents good. might have thrown down in the bathroom. It's a weird place to throw down. Dangerous place to throw down. A lot of ceramics and other stuff that's just not not good. Dear God, it's bad. The, the things that are said in AU, some of it's great, right? Like the Lamar stuff was amazing. Him and Lamelo would just like walk off of the game, like if it wasn't going their way. Mar used to throw the ball to Lamelo. Like it was, there was there's funny things and. You get the funny restaurant dancing and stuff like that, but some of the parents, man, it's the parents. The parents are the problem. The parents are 100% the problem. We should just take COVID protocols and just run it all the way through the rest of the history of AU and where it's going and just not let anybody else in but the players and just keep it somewhat under control. But at the same time, I say that I want to, I want to go to AU tournaments and watch my kid play uh, one day. And I'm really, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I should say I won't be this person because my grandfather was the person who used to always get kicked out of my AU games. Same with my, my dad. Love him to death, but they a little too passionate at times. So I hope I'm not that person. But I do want to go just to see the mom's fight because when it's mama bear versus mama bear, it's a good point. That's that's when it gets out of control and things get said and, you know, things happen because the two moms will be yelling at each other and then the kids on the court will be like, that's my mom. and then. The other kid's like, well, that's my mom. And then they look at each other. And now, and then the dads to... have to say something. Yeah, dads. Then it's just the dynamic of AU is completely uh, loose cannon and out of control and dangerous. But that's why I love it. I do. I truly love it. And then it. you're there all day. Huh? And then you're there all day. You're in the same gym. So it's like you're not Oh, yeah, you're going to see these people 100%. You might be at the same hotel, you know. And, uh, dude, AU, AU is the most, like, just – unkept disastrous organization ever and i love it like the chaos the controlled chaos that is au basketball i don't think should ever be touched. honestly i i would love to hear just anybody because au there's so there's hundreds of thousands of kids a year playing au basketball i would love to just hear stories from our listeners of the craziest au stuff that they've ever witnessed or been a part of low-key we might have to do something like the craziest story that we pick, bring them on the pod, and just let them really talk about it all the way through next week or something like that. Because there's there's an endless fountain of psycho AAU parents, coaches, and refs. There's a hundred percent like a guy drove his car onto the court after getting kicked out, or like right through the sidewall of the gym, just took the rim home, like just went in and like broke down the rim and took it home. Comment your best AAU stories, and we will bring you on the podcast. Because I I need to I need to find the craziest one. That's that's a goal in life for me. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Sorry, podcast has been chalked this whole week just because we tried to get it done yesterday. RJ Hampton is supposed to come on. We're still going to do that. Um, Sad baby, the rapper, Tom's little TikTok. Uh, dang, hold on, Tom's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that guy's going to come on. 
Uh, super excited about that because I, I went through and had to really look up like what this dude's all about. He's a big sport fanatic. He loves Tyler. So uh, that'll be good. He's been watching the finals. And we do have great episodes coming for you. Sorry if this one sucked. We're trying, folks. Uh, busy schedules. And we did have a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it and, uh, you know, made you laugh or smile or at least something for the rest of your week. Stay tuned for more episodes. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow all of socials, Overtime Tom, myself, more importantly, Subject to Change Pod on Instagram. We're almost at 300 followers, guys. We're almost there. Let's go. Get on the train or it's going to run your ass over. Have a great week. Take care of each other. We love you. Peace. Eight seven.